Hi everyone, I'm Luis Rodriguez and this is SEO in 2023. Luis, what is your number one SEO tip for 2023? Hey David, so my, my advice is going to be around international expansion of your experimentation um, of SEO. Generally, over the last uh, year, we have been seeing a really changing environment in changing uh, in the search engines, a lot of different updates coming up at the same time. We see as well an increasing competition and well, we don't have any more pandemic distractions as well. So we can all dedicate ourselves a little bit more to, to SEO. And I think that that just increases the difficulty as it always does year over year. So some of the principles that, that remain still are definitely creating high value, unique and, con and helpful content. Nevertheless, there's always new tactics and approaches that are coming up. That's why I think SEO experimentation is the ultimate tool for you uh, over the next year. And so we can basically reach the top together. With my team, I've been running about 100 SEO experiments over the last 12 months. And I want to share some three high level uh, takeaways from, from that. Sounds great. Yeah. So the first one is how to define success. I think that, that it sounds relatively simple, but not, not all of the experiments are the same. Not all the markets are the same uh, as well. And I think that is really important that you define what do you want to learn from a specific experiments? Not always you're going to be able to kill it with increased sessions, increased conversions. So sometimes it's really good to define do you want to increase click-through rate? Uh, are you targeting a new keyword and you're expecting to have incremental traffic? Sometimes defining these, ob uh, these objectives by each experiment is going to help you out to make difficult decisions. Sometimes you'll get more traffic, but you won't get the conversion. So what do you do then? Mm -hmm. I think it's quite important to, to define that as well. One of my best tricks uh, for, for that is defining not goals. Sometimes you cannot achieve it all. And it's really important that you define, okay, I'm, I'm okay not achieving this result in specific. Number two. Uh, it's really important that you define how you measure your success. Uh, one thing is saying, yes, okay, I want to have incremental traffic, but I think that it's important to understand, you know, what is your methodology on these things? You don't want to end up scaling up something internationally that is not in fact beneficial for your overall business or for, for the objectives that you have uh, in there. When it comes to methodologies, I recommend using the causal impact analysis. It's something that Google has vetted quite several times and recommended in several ways. Nevertheless, this approach identifies relationships between a test group, uses those relationships to plot an expected performance post-intervention, and actually compares the actual results against the expected results. Generally implementing causal impact analysis it's something that um, it's bounded by your traffic a little bit. You need to have a decent amount of traffic into your pages, but as well, you perhaps need to have certain skill set on R, specifically the programming language for statistical computing. You certainly do not need a science degree or a data science degree. It's something that you can just go out there, try out. There's a lot of models ready to go that you just have to use your studio for that and then start feeding it with data. It's definitely one of the best ways that we found to measure experiments. It's a little bit more complex than pre and post analysis. Definitely to read out, you, you need to have certain expertise or you need to get acquainted with some of the graphics and how they look like. Nevertheless, it's nothing impossible. I learned it, so you guys definitely can learn it yourselves. And then my final advice to take experimentation globally is really simple, persevere. One of the things that we found the most is that not all the concepts work out actually in different markets. You need to try out and have different iterations of the same concept in different markets, in different page types. Sometimes these concepts are not necessarily going to equate to the same benefit as well. So I think that persevering and continuing to reiterate on your hypothesis, discarding a certain tactic that you believe uh, quite well into, 
it's probably going to help you out to find those wins. Lastly, I would recommend trying other experiments in different parts of your site. Uh, once again, perhaps adding certain content blog or writing helpful tailored content to your page, but it's at the bottom, may not be, help be that helpful. Trust in your instincts. Trust as well in what you're seeing out there in, in the SERP. Uh, it's always going to help you out to identify what is that common practice that you can take and, and scale up internationally. I'm certain that these three concepts will help you out to continue your journey in SEO experimentation. And I hope to see you all, all out there in the SERP. Absolutely superb stuff. So uh, lastly, you were talking about um, the importance of persevering and the importance of actually trying different iterations of the same experiment. Um, if the first one didn't actually work out as you'd hoped, how do you yes. know what to change? How do you know what to tweak? How do you, how do you make a decision about that? Yeah, that's definitely a really good question. I would say that you can rely on three things. Uh, one, your competitors is what do you see out there in the SERP? Uh, did you try something similar, but not, not, not necessarily unique? For example, there's a very good trend about adding listicles into your titles, right? Saying the top 10, the best this, and so on. Trying out different numbers may actually work out. It's just a matter of observation what you see out there. Um, I think that you need to consider as well your historical data. What other experiments that are relatively similar have you tried out? And what, how can you iterate on, 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 that, on that same concept? I think that looking at, at, at the SERP specifically can give you a lot of clues about what can you do next. The third, probably the best one, trust in your gut, trust in your creativity. Somebody had to come up with the 10 best for the first time, right? And it's not something that the people will see out there. So trust in that part and, and, and then put yourself into the position of, of the, pre, the person searching. Are you really finding that more alluring than your previous version? I think that with those three, you, you will be able to find a new approach. So how many tests should an SEO expect to be running on a regular basis, depending on the amount of traffic that they get to their site? Because obviously, if um, an SEO is running a small site with um, just a, a couple of thousand visits, perhaps, to the website per month, then you're probably only talking about having one test running. And I guess a month worth of data there may not even be enough to see any kind of meaningful result. Um, so, so how do you decide on how long it takes? I think that it depends on the data itself, as you're saying. Sometimes four weeks is not enough. Sometimes you need six weeks of maturity of the data to actually understand if you made an impact and if the impact is statistically significant. Uh, I think that what truly matters is understanding, are you achieving your objective? If you define that your, ob your objective is to increase traffic, what is that delta that you're comfortable to say, this is how I decide to move forward? So I think that it's a building a little bit of expertise on when, when to say that that's, that's enough but as well understand the, the impact that you're causing. If something looks like it's a, an absolute win because you have incremental performance over 20%, there's not really much value to continuing your, your experiment. In summary, achieve statistical significance, have a good way to observe that you significantly made a, made a difference via different metrics like traffic, like rankings, that can help you out to determine this is enough. And you talk about SEO experimentation internationally. Can you replicate the same tests um, across different country websites? Or should you always look at a local market and design tests specifically for the local market? I would do both, actually. And I think that both are, are, are really possible. I can give you a very good example. In Japan, uh, a lot of the, the websites, they use 
corchettes or really heavy brackets to circle the main keyword that they're targeting. This concept, uh, we thought that it was something very specific for Japan, given that the language doesn't have a bold, say, function. You cannot bold Japanese characters. And this concept now is working out quite well in the US. We tested out in different markets by adding the, high, the, the, the brackets. People pay a little bit more attention to that, to that keyword. So, so I think that a lot of knowledge is transferable in different markets. And, and again, persevering and trying it out would, would give you the answer. The second one, uh, as you say, it is super important to, to notice what people are doing within that market. Uh, we identify that the type of content that people deem helpful in uh, Taiwan it is not the same content that people deem helpful in the UK, for, for, for example. Sometimes the language, sometimes the length and the type of data that you provide to people can determine that part. So, so I think that understanding your market and then localizing known wins from other markets can help you out in a solution there. And can you tell us a little bit about the software you use, maybe to go about selecting your tests, managing your test? Um... At the moment, we, uh, I'm working mostly with Homebrew, pro, uh, with homebrew software. Nevertheless, the software that I use to, to, uh, to help me out identifying concepts to experiment, the best one is Google. I Google things and I observe what is in the SERP out there. I observe my competitors to see what are they trying out um, lately. Search Console as well is a great source of information to see what kind of keywords you're receiving a little bit of traffic, but not necessarily the maximum amount of traffic that you can get from that. So experimenting with concepts on, on, on keywords that you are mildly traf uh, ranking it's also quite good. Hrefs and Majestic helped me out as well to understand some of the, the, the tactics that uh, my competition is doing and what are the, 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 the pages that truly matter. I think that having you know, some SEO off the shelf software that, that quickly tells you, you know, an, an estimate of where uh, the money is, is coming from, I think that it helps out quite well. I would say that Tableau as well is one of the best tools that I'm currently using, not, not only because it allows you to create certain dashboards on the go, but because now it allows you as well to extract information from those tables and those dashboards to just simply have a very quick summary. So that would be the software that I would mention. Um, I think that using RStudio, it's as well a good way for any kind of startup or any company to, to begin their journey on, on causal impact. Uh, mostly because it's for free and there's a lot of people that already created all the different variables and the queries to actually extract information that you want. And sorry, by homebrew, did you mean market brew? Uh, no, I mean that we, we I've, I've created this internally. You, like you mean it's off. Okay, because there's, there, there is software called market brew, so I didn't know if that's the one that you were referring to. or Sorry, I mean no. in-house in software. Understood. Understood. Okay, great stuff. Okay, well, you've shared what SEO should be doing in 2023. So now let's talk about what SEO shouldn't be doing. So what's something that's seductive in terms of time, but ultimately counterproductive? Something that SEO shouldn't be doing in 2023? I think that SEOs uh, in 2023 shouldn't hold still. That, that would be my thing. Uh, generally, SEO is changing quite fast. The algorithm is perhaps developing in a little bit more complex and more in the shadows. So I think that standing still and not changing things in your website is probably the most counterproductive thing you can do. Even changing to a different concept, changing titles where your titles are working out quite fine, it's not necessarily you know, counterproductive. I, I think that experimenting and keep trying new concepts, you can always get more traffic. You can rank for new keywords. So don't hold still. Uh, try out new things. Dare to, to try out those new things. Even if you break a little bit of uh, things on the way, I, I'm certainly you know, down a couple of CMSs now that I've been launching more experiments. But, but that's okay. Keep trying and don't hold still. So are you saying 
that if you've had a piece of content ranking for a competitive keyword phrase at number one for the last couple of years, that you should actually keep on tweaking that and trying to, to, to gather even more traffic to that page? I would do so, certainly. I think that the benefit that a website can have uh, is, is unlimited. You decide how much traffic you want to get and if you want to start venturing out to new keyword realms out there. So, I, so, so generally, you know, you're ranking number one, great. There are a lot more keywords that you're not ranking number one, I can assure you that. Luis Rodriguez is head of SEO at Booking.com. Luis, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2023. Thank you, David, and see you all out there in the SERP. Get your copy of SEO in 2023, the book, over at seoin2023.com.